Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Red and Blue Report, a fan's look inside of University of South Alabama Jaguar Athletics. I'm Brian Garner. You can reach me on Twitter at South Fans. Uh, this is a weekly podcast. This show, we're going to look back at the uh, Jags game versus Oklahoma State and a look ahead to the Sunbelt opener at home versus Texas State. We're also going to take a look back at the Week 2 games around the Sunbelts and a look ahead to the Week 3 conference games. Uh, we're going to take a special look at one of the Jaguar coaches and a player who performed well at the game uh, this past weekend. Later on, we'll also take a look at some of the other sports at South Alabama that are going on right now. This past Saturday, the Jags took a trip to Stillwater, Oklahoma to play the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Jags were a 34-point underdog starting uh, earlier in the week, uh, but by Saturday it was down to 30-and-a-half, which was still tremendous. Uh, the, the game was not pretty. Oklahoma State pretty much imposed their will on the Jags, especially in the second half. Evan Worth got his first-ever collegiate start for the Jags, He got the start because of his ability that he has shown to run the ball in very limited playing time. Uh, They were able to move the ball after the opening kickoff on the first two series, picking up 29 yards on eight plays, uh, only to have a fourth and one at the Jag 47-yard line come short. Uh, The Jag D-line was able to keep the running game of the Cowboys in check for the most part, giving up 167 net yards as a whole. Oklahoma State quarterback Tyler Cornelius, on the other hand, was pretty much unstoppable. After getting 300 passing yards against Missouri State last week, Cornelius racked up 428 yards against the Jags. On a positive note, the Jags' defense did give get four more sacks against a much more talented offensive line of the Cowboys. Uh, the Jags had two scoring drives. The first one was in the first quarter on a nine-play, 75-yard drive that ended with in a Kawan Baker rush for a 12-yard touchdown with 50 seconds left in the first quarter. The other was on a drive that started as a result of a fumble on fourth and two by Cowboys punter Matt Hockett, which was recovered by the Jags, uh, DJ Daniels. Uh, deep in Oklahoma State territory, the ball was placed on the 31-yard line. Orth passed the ball to... Kawan Baker uh, for a 24-yard touchdown pass. The score was 24-13 at the time, and that is as close as the Jags would get. Uh, The game finished once again with many mental mistakes, 12 penalties for 85 yards, not being able to run the ball, and still no passing game. I'll chalk that up to the size and speed of Oklahoma State. The final score, the Jags lose 55-13. Coach Campbell stated after the game that the mistakes that were made on the field were fixable by practicing, uh, in that it, that it comes with coaching. Uh, he also stated that they were so close to breaking through, they just have to get the players to see that. I was pleased to see the fire and the passion in Coach Campbell uh, during the game, even when things were not going their way. Um, he was still out there coaching. Uh, these first two games are usually played to get ready for conference play. Uh, which is what matters more than either of those two games. Uh, This is where the real season starts, and I know the Jags and coaching staff uh, will have them ready. At Game Week Media Day, Coach Campbell talked about the importance of putting this game behind them and preparing for the conference opener. 
stating also that they have got a lot of young guys, a lot of valuable playing experience, which should bode well going forward. Uh, Coach Campbell also stated that he thought they did a good job on defense, picking up full, full house blitzes by Oklahoma State by recognizing it, sliding to it, and picking it up. Kenny Edenfield stated that the Jags worked on ball security in practice this past week, and with the exception of the pick six, he thought they did a better job. Greg Stewart stated that the defense has been working since spring drills on what he called jag tackling to help cut down on the missed tackles. Also stating that he liked the effort on defense, there was times that uh, they were good at stopping the run, and that he loved this group of guys because they wanted to win and they are fun to work with. I'm going to give you my picks for the uh, Jaguar players of the game on offense and defense. On offense for the second week in a row, Kawan Baker is my pick. He uh, he finished with just 29 yards receiving, but also had 40 yards of rushing for a total of 69 yards all-purpose. Uh, he had both of the Jaguars' touchdowns. An honorable mention would have to be uh, punter Corliss Waitman uh, with three punts inside the 20 for an average of 39.7 yards a punt. My pick for defensive player of the game would uh, was be a little harder. Uh, I went with Sterling Fisher because he had two sacks to go along with his five solo tackles with one assist. Uh, honorable mentions would have to be the team leader in tackles for the game on Saturday, which would be Nick Mobley with eight. Nigel Lawrence with seven tackles. And Bull Barge, who had four tackles but had an interception. Now we're going to talk about our Sunbelt Conference opener at home against the Texas State Bobcats. They're led by head coach Everett Withers. Uh, He has an overall record of 30 wins and 34 losses as a head coach, uh, with stops in North Carolina, where he was 7-6, 3-5 in the ACC. At James Madison, which is an FCS school, he had a decent record of 18 wins and 7 losses. He was 12-4 in the Colonial Athletic Association with two Division I playoff appearances in both his seasons as the coach. 2016, he was hired at Texas State, and he's still there, of course. Uh, He's got a record of five wins and 21 losses, and is 1-15 in in Sunbelt Conference play so far in his coaching career. Uh, Texas State is 1-1 on this season. Week 1, the Bobcats played Rutgers. They got beat 35-7. In Week 2, the Texas Southern Tigers... um, is who they played. The Bobcats won 36-20. They uh, got out to a 26-7 lead by the end of the third quarter, then had to hold on in the fourth quarter because the uh, Tigers started throwing the ball a lot more and were able to uh, nearly catch up. Uh, some of the team stats for the game uh, versus Texas Southern were uh, 547 yards for uh, the Bobcats. Excuse me. Uh, 243 yards passing uh, for the Bobcats, but their defense gave up 315 yards to Texas Southern. Uh, Texas State also got 304 yards rushing. They were 6-for-15 in third-down conversions, and penalties for Texas State included 70 yards on eight penalties. Uh, Some individual stats for uh, versus the Texas Southern were uh, 108 yards receiving by the tight end Keenan Brown, and the kicker, James Sherman, had five field goals in a game. 
This is the second home game of the season, and most importantly, conference play starts this week. Uh, the Jags still have all their season goals ahead of them, which include having a winning record, get to and win the Sunbelt Conference Championship, and playing a good bowl game and win. All these goals are still there. They're still in play, despite have being 0-2 on the season. So the real season starts now. Let's all get out to Ladd Stadium on Saturday and support this team. We, as the fans, uh, set the atmosphere. We really do matter. Uh, the more of us that uh, are in Ladd, the louder we can be. Uh, be making noise throughout the game. Be especially loud on third and fourth down and on special teams. Uh, I'll be there in my usual spot, being the loudest person in the stadium, making noise through my plastic megaphone, banging on the bleachers in the end zone, uh, trying to get the fans riled up. Listen up for me in the south end zone. I challenge you to make more noise than I do. I'll guarantee you it's nearly impossible. In our spotlight on coaches, uh, we're going to look at defensive coordinator Greg Stewart, who is also our linebacker coach. He's formerly the defensive coordinator at Central Arkansas uh, for four years under head coach Steve Campbell before following Campbell to South Alabama. His four-year tenure at Central Arkansas included going undefeated in 2017. That included the Southland Conference League title and two berths in the FCS playoffs and first-round win in 2016. Uh, In his last two years at Central Arkansas, Stewart's teams ranked top 10 nationally both seasons in defensive touchdowns and tackles for loss. Also, a top five ranking in 2016, allowing just 72.8 yards a game and 14 fumble recoveries. In 2011 and 2012, as defensive coordinator at Louisiana Lafayette, he helped the Raging Cajuns go to two RNL Carrier New Orleans Bowl and uh, two nine win seasons. He also won two national championships as a player at Troy in 1984 and in 1987. The 1987 title was played with two future JAG coaches, Kenny Edenfield and Steve Campbell. For our player spotlight this week, we're going to look at uh, JAG standout Kawan Baker. He's a sophomore wide receiver from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, 2016, Baker redshirted. Uh, 2017, he appeared in 10 games. Uh, starting one of them and made it count against Arkansas State and Mobile. Uh, he had uh, seven catches for 102 yards and a touchdown. Another action that year, Baker had 139 all-purpose yards against New Mexico State. This year, uh, Baker is tied at number one in the nation with five total touchdowns in uh, two games, which is pretty cool. Uh, and the 2018 spring game, Baker earned a starting nod at the H wide receiver by scoring two touchdowns. In week one versus Louisiana Tech, Baker scored two rushing touchdowns and one through the air and had 77 all-purpose yards. In this past game against Oklahoma State, Baker once again had one rushing touchdown and one receiving uh, with 60, 69 all-purpose yards. That was the only two scores that the Jags had last week. Now we're going to take a trip around the Sun Belt. Uh, we're going to start off by looking at your Week 2 games, in which the Sun Belt Conference did pretty decent. Uh, they were 6-2. and two. The two losses were pretty bad, though. Georgia State traveled to uh, North Carolina State, where North Carolina State won 41-7. Arkansas State 
traveled to number one Alabama. Alabama won fifty-seven to seven. UMass traveled to Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern won thirty-four to thirteen. App State traveled to Charlotte. App State ends up winning forty-five to nine. Louisiana Monroe traveled to Southern Miss. Well, the Monroe Louisiana Monroe pulled it off twenty-one twenty. Uh, Texas Southern visited Texas State. Texas State won. 36-20. Florida A&M went to Troy. Troy beat them 59-7. UAB traveled to Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina won pretty big, 47-24. Now we're going to look at your Week 3 games. Uh, starting off with the Jags, they are an 11-point favorite in the home opener, home sunbutt opener, excuse me, against Texas State. Uh, the game is at 6 p.m., it is on ESPN Plus. Uh, the uh, Troy then travels to Nebraska. They're an eleven o'clock game on the Big Ten Network. Nebraska is an eight and a half point favorite. Georgia Southern travels to Clemson at two thirty on ESPN two. Clemson is a thirty four and a half point favorite. Southern Miss uh, visits App State. At 2.30 on ESPN+, Plus, App State is a 16-point favorite. Arkansas State is at Tulsa at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Tulsa is a 1-point favorite. Georgia State travels to Memphis at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Memphis is a 25-point favorite. Uh, Campbell uh, goes to Coastal Carolina, 6 p.m. on ESPN3. There's no line for that game. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette goes to number 16, Mississippi State. 6.30 on the SEC Network. Mississippi State is a 32-point favorite. Louisiana Monroe is at Texas A&M at 6.30 on the SEC Network. Uh, Texas A&M is a 26-point favorite. Now we're going to take a look at some other Jaguar sports going on uh, right now. Uh, the Lady Jack soccer team has won five straight Sun Belt tournament titles. This season, the uh, Jags are two and five, but they have four losses to SEC teams, uh, that being Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, and Alabama, and one loss to Florida State. They're all five power uh, power players in soccer. Uh, the leading scorer through seven games is freshman Moa Oman from Sweden. I hope I said that right. Uh, the goalkeeper, Junior Justice Stanford from The Colony, Texas, through seven games, has 630 minutes, uh, 14 goals against, 36 saves, for a goal save percentage of 72% with a 2-4 and four record. The Lady Jags start conference play on September 14th at Appalachian State. Moving on to Jags uh, volleyball, the Lady Jags are 4-5 and five on the young season, they are coming off winning the Jaguar Invitational, though. They beat uh, Southeastern Louisiana, Mississippi State, and Louisiana Tech. The next game for the uh, Lady Jags will be September 11th at home versus Alabama State. Then the Jags go to Tuscaloosa for the Alabama Crimson White Tournament on September 14th. Uh, they'll be playing Alabama, Southern Miss, and Purdue. 
Then they open up conference play September 21st at Arkansas Little Rock. Junior Kelly Hartman is a middle blocker from Woodstock, Georgia. She has 114 kills so far. I wanted to uh, remind everyone about our on-campus stadium uh, giving campaign. Go to www.givecampus.com and search University of South Alabama. There you'll find all the information you need on how to donate, gift matching, or issuing a challenge to someone to donate. Any size gift, big or small, will do. That's going to be all for this week's show. I would ask that you join me next week where we will review Week 3's Sunbelt Conference openers and many other things. Until then, thank you for listening and go Jags! Red and Blue Report is a BK Garner production.